Welcome to the Married Counselor Show, where we talk about love, marriage, and the business of life. I am Ron Lee. And I am Lexi Lee. And we are married to each other. And are marriage counselors by trade. Welcome to episode 8, 2015. Where we are continuing our conversation from the previous episode. Yeah, my tongue's getting tied already, right? (laughs) Anyway, we're continuing the conversation from episode seven, where we talked about um, how to have a better reaction. Today, we're going to go a little deeper and talking about how to control our emotions in the moment. Well, wait a minute, Alexia. Back it up now. If you haven't gone to episode seven, we really want you to go listen to that. And you can find that on iTunes. And then when you go to iTunes, I I really can do me a favor. Drop a review. Tell them how much you're getting out of the show. Uh, If it's a negative review, then... Don't. <laughs> we only positive reviews. Only, we, we're, we try to be positive most of the time. But, you know, go there. Listen to the review. We're trying to get on the new and noteworthy side of iTunes. We really want our show to go viral. Therefore, we can be able to help more people, more marriages, more families, and be able to speak into people's life and help them have a better, happier tomorrow. But we're also willing to take some constructive criticism as well. We <laughs> any, Maybe you, but not. <laughs> any feedback that helps. That's true. Yeah. Any feedback that helps would help us out because we really want to know what the issues are because we can't fix stuff. Right. So listen to episode seven to get the beginning. And then again, today we're going into more on how to control your emotions in the moment. Okay. So what do you mean by that? Well, when you react, being able to get it under control fairly quickly, if you don't have time to think about it and time to... You know, sometimes something happens and you just immediately react. And we want to be able to bring that under control as quickly as we can. Okay, so you kind of want to be that soldier, that warrior that's in the foxhole, you know, uh, waiting for action to come across. You're 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 down in the dirt. You're. I hear a Call of Duty story coming on. There probably is a Call of Duty involved in this because that's the only foxhole I've ever been in is you know on the internet playing a video game. So you're in the hole and you're, and you're you know you're locked and loaded now. You, you have a choice. You can be the person that's, you know, waiting for the enemy to come at them and calm and cool and collected. Or you can be the chicken little raving lunatic. The sky is falling, screaming and yelling at the top of your lungs. Now, if I'm standing right beside you, I may pull out my trusty nine millimeter revolver and go ahead and just cap you right then and there. You know, and then we don't have to I don't have to worry about you accidentally shooting me. <laughs> Because you can do that in Call of Duty. You can actually shoot your own players. So, you know, you want to be calm and cool and collected during the heat of battle. And that's kind of one of the skills that we're going to talk about today is how to be calm, cool, collected in the heat of battle. Because that's an important thing, don't you think? I agree. Because if you are able to be in control of your emotions, that is something that builds trust, right? I don't trust the soldier who has no control of his emotions. I don't feel safe in that environment. I'm going to feel safer if I'm with someone who is able to get it under control in a timely manner and to be more rational. Not saying that you can't have your opportunity to rant and rave a little bit. You oh, can we have all your, get our 15 you minutes. You can have your passion. Yes. But that doesn't mean your passion needs to go for a three-hour three-hour right. rant and rave because that's scary. It is very scary and, and it's hard to trust. And exhausting. Yes. Because that's that's a whole lot of energy thrown out, out that way. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and we will come back and talk about the seven steps to controlling emotions in the moment. Do you want Ron and I to partner with you and your spouse for one-on-one counseling? Then give us a call at 682-514-9225. 
and make your appointment for a happier tomorrow. Maybe it's difficult for you to get to the office. So we have online couples counseling. Couples don't have to be in the same room or the same city for that matter. You don't have to make big arrangements with the babysitter. Don't have to share a screen and we're totally HIPAA compliant. We are licensed couples therapy specialists. Give us a call 682-514-9225 and get started today. And we're back where we're going to be talking about the seven steps of controlling your emotions in the moment, maybe with a little less violent talk. Um, no gun talk this what? time. What? <laughs> Lock and load, baby. <laughs> well, I think one of the first things someone has to do is they have to understand where they're coming from. They have to be able to understand their own emotions and what they're feeding into it. Now, Lexi would call it name it to tame it. I love that phrase. I know she does. I think it's a little overused personally, but. There's a truth aspect to it where you have to understand what it is you're feeding, what it is you're putting into it. And when you do that, when you understand your emotion, when you understand how you feel about things, it allows you to come down a level. So if you're at a 10 by understanding mm -hmm. where you're at, how you're putting into it, how you're reacting to somebody else, that will bring you down to, a, to an 8 to a 7 real quick. Right. You feel like you have more control. Another part of that is that you have to recognize that although you don't choose your emotions, they do come from somewhere. Right. We didn't wake up this morning and say, you know, I think I'm going to get mad two times today and then later I'm going to feel sad. You know, they we don't choose them, but they don't just miraculously appear out of nowhere either. There is something that is driving that emotion and we have to recognize that. So that we can understand that we we can have some control and there's a reason why we feel the way we feel. I agree. And plus you have to be able to um, identify the thoughts you're having. And that's kind of like the pre-argument kind of thing. Um, identify that I'm thinking negatively. Identify mm -hmm. that, you know, is this a positive thought? Is this going to help somebody out when I throw this? Am I throwing out jabs? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if I'm throwing out jabs, that's not going to feed that's that. that that's not feeding your own emotions because positive gets positive, negative gets negative. So when, if you're constantly in the negative, uh, negative vibes, man, if you're going <laughs> out those well, negative vibes. And another one of those catchphrases yeah. that I like to say is what you're looking for is what you'll find. Right. And so what's going on in your mind? What are you looking for? Are you looking for a fight? Are you looking for all the things that your partner has done wrong? Because if that's what you're looking for, that's what you're going to find. Right. It's kind of like that when you're walking around the house and you're seeing somebody's shoes or their stuff. You know what I'm talking about? You see someone's stuff laying around the house. I've, I've heard this complaint before somewhere. Yeah. So it's like, you know, someone comes in and constantly drops their purse, you know, in a certain area or in my case, my laptop bag goes in, you know, just wherever. And it's well, all we do is we, we focus in on the other person's stuff, the other person's. We don't see our own. So kind of what we're talking about is, you know, how do you how do you recognize your own stuff? Pull the plank out of your own eye. Biblically, it would be pulling that plank out of your own eye before you look at somebody else's faults. And a step that you can do that can help with that is you can list the evidence that supports or contradicts your emotion. Sometimes we we only focus on what supports the emotion, but also look at what evidence there might be that contradicts the emotion that that. Maybe 
there's some other reason for what is going on. So what you're kind of saying is that there, there may be an underlying reason to why, why someone's acting all cattywampus. There, there may be another explanation. Okay. Other than what? So what you have to do is you have to look for a different way of looking at it. Yes, yes, changing your perspective. But also, but before really getting into changing your perspective, another way to, to look at it or to think is um, if you're thinking, well, they just don't care, right? If that's the thought that's in your head is, um, they didn't take out the trash because they just don't care about me. Well, then backing up and saying, okay, what's the evidence that supports that they don't care or they don't respect, right? right? So that is it a rational, it, can you really say it's that extreme or is that it, would it just be a little extreme? Well, but, but it, it happens, it right? We happen. get, it gets wrapped up in all that emotion. So then after you support yourself with, evidence that either supports or contradicts that emotion after you list those things then go to changing the perspective is there a different way that you can look at it right and so when you change your perspective it's putting yourself in the other person's shoes right it's going you know how did this comment affect my spouse how did this uh re the way i reacted how did it push their buttons mm -hmm. uh, on the negative side so it's one of those things you want to do is you want to go you know I i'm going to control myself <laughs> Right. And it reminds me of how when you're on a debate team, part of what you have to do is learn how to argue the other side's point. Right. Because if you know what the other person is going to bring up, then you have a way of countering it. Right. So if you put yourself in the other person's shoes and, and you try to argue it from their perspective, it gives you more insight to what the whole picture may be. Okay, and I like that. I like the whole debate thing. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, they do get into an argument, but it's an argument handled in a very diplomatic, polite way. Exactly, exactly. With the understanding of both perspectives and both sides get a, a viewpoint. One of the major things we see in, in, in counseling is couples come in and go, we're having communication problems. We don't know how to communicate properly. It's the number one reason people say that they're in counseling. So with that in mind, you know, do you want your arguments to be more like a debate? Because what they what we see is they don't come up with a solution to the problem. They end up getting emotional. They their emotion runs red hot. They shut down. They don't talk. Next week, same problem, handling it same way. Nothing happens. Next week, same problem, and so mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. and so on. Right. So by putting yourself in their shoes and trying to see their perspective, it may help you to get to a solution a little faster. Mm. Okay, so then the next thing that you can do in the moment and handling your emotions in the moment is consider your options, right? Um, and the first would be to do nothing. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was talking about by, you know, it's the same, it's just a repetitive cycle of, non-communication, doing nothing about it. That's one way to look at do nothing. Um, there, there's another a, way? Yeah. There's also, if the person is trying to push your buttons, then if you do nothing, then it's not going to work, right? Oh, you mean don't react? Yes. That kind of do nothing. No, but what happens if the other person is trying to get a rise out of you, get a reaction from you? and If you're doing nothing, they're not going to get the reaction. Now they may try harder. Right. right. And so at that point, you may need to just remove yourself from the situation. But your first 
point of reacting to that would be to not show a reaction at all. Right, because what we're talking about is you controlling you. Exactly. You can't control them. You can only control you. Can you can only control you. So w- with that, you can also just relax. Yes. You know. Uh, pick your battles. Pick your battles. Relax. Realize that, you know, this isn't something that's going to happen overnight or get fixed overnight in one conversation. Right. So I'm just going to relax a little bit. I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a breather. Yes. Yes. And another part of that and another option that you have and how you react is to do the opposite of what you feel like doing. Right. If you feel like, you know, ranting and raving, well then you go and you sit in a relaxed friends episode. I where, know you know, Chandler, Chandler was sitting there and uh, Rachel and them were talking about Chandler, like, you know, you had to pick up a girl and, and they were like, well, quit being Chandler and you'll be able to pick up a girl. And he, and so they said, do the opposite of what you would normally do and see how that works. So he, he started doing that. Then all of a sudden he started picking up dates and because um, he wasn't being himself, he was doing the opposite of what doesn't work is maybe what will work. Right. So if you find that, like we were talking about couples who do the same thing week after week and never get into a solution, then don't do the same thing you always do. Try something different. Right. Do the opposite of what you usually do. Um, And then, of course, we're back to leaving and taking a time out is a choice as well. Just get out of there. Yeah. Remove yourself from the situation. Go, Go walk around the yard, walk the dog, get on the bicycle, go for a ride. But tell the spouse where you're going. Tell them I, I, I just got to get out. Of, I got to. I'll be back in ten minutes. I'll be back in twenty minutes, and we can sit down and we can talk about right. this, right. handle it in a different way. Right. So then, as we're looking at all these things that you can do in the moment, the last thing that you can do in that moment is that you can make a choice. Mm. Right. You have a choice, and sometimes we don't feel like we have a choice, but you always have a choice in how you react. And the question that you should be asking yourself is. Who do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? Do you want to be, you know, a ranting, raving person? Or do you want to be a calm person? You and if, be a soldier in a foxhole. And if you want to be that calm person, what, what do calm people do? Right? Recognizing the behaviors and, and start acting like that. I agree. Yeah. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to tell you a little story. And we'll be back in a second. Have you had the experience that one hour a week in therapy is just not enough time to deal with your issues? Do you want to see quicker results without spending months on the therapy couch? If that's the case, then an intensive weekend might be right for you. We can cater the weekend to your specific issues. For more information, you can find us at marriagecounselingdfw.com or call us at 682-514-9225. And we're back. You know, today we're talking about how to be in control in the moment, how to be in control when you're feeling yourself losing it. And we're not talking about controlling the other person. We're talking about controlling yourself. And that reminds me of a story that I like to share a lot with the couples and the individuals that come to see me. And it's an old Cherokee legend. Ooh, story time. Yeah. So... The way the legend goes is there is an old Cherokee who is teaching his grandson about life. And he says, a fight is going on inside me. And he says this to his grandson. And he says, it's a terrible fight. It's between two wolves. One is evil. He is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, 
superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every person too. And the grandson thought about it for a minute, and then he asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one that you feed. So it's the one you feed, the one you, the one you give the power to. Exactly, exactly. So when you are dealing with your emotions, what emotion are you feeding? Are you feeding positive? Are you looking for the good? Or are you looking for the negative? Are you looking for a fight? Or are you looking for cooperation and a solution? Are you looking for someone else's shoes laying on the floor? Or are you looking to pick up your own? Right. L- are you looking at what you control or are you looking at what you can't control? How did you find what you look for? Exactly. If you would like more from the Married Counselors, you can find Ron and Lexi at marriagecounselingdfw.com, follow us on Facebook, or subscribe to the Married Counselor Show on iTunes. This is Lexi. And Ron. Wishing, wishing you, you a, a happy, happy day. day.